Welcome to the Words Liberate. The topic of conversation today is self-development. And throughout this talk, we're going to be answering the following questions. What is self-development? How can we attend to and maintain our self-development? And why we should? By adequately answering these three questions, we plan to present a practical care package that can equip the listener with tools which can be of aid in their developmental journeys. Before beginning, it's important, we feel as if it's important to to present the saliency of which we see things, the lens that we see through when speaking about self-development. We are infatuated with the wisdom of antiquity. And although we will not present biased information, we believe that the secrets to self-development lie in the wisdom of antiquity. From our investigative studies, it seems as if self-development has constantly been recycled and constantly gone through rebirths since the dawn of man. Self-development is that phoenix that constantly is birthed anew and burns away into the ashes. But something within it never dies. The erosion of time never even touched the content of self-development. And how do we know this, one can ask. We can look to the, with comparative religions, with stories, with books, with novels, with the construction and building of civilizations, of societies. Everything we do in some way or another is connected to self-development. The entirety of the legal system is based upon morality and ethics. It's a logistical system really just to deem specific acts of people as moral or immoral, ethical or unethical. And self-development is nothing more than an ethical system. Self-development is a system to obtain the good. That system is directed towards going deep within yourself finding the good, bringing it back out, and living your life in a manner that replicates, that emulates, that venerates and respects the good. And so we can see this extensively in the wisdom of antiquity. And so for us, what we refer to as ancient wisdom, which is those civilizations before the first century, And we will be talking about things after the first century as well. But ancient wisdom to us is a gem that we will use. It's also important to understand that it seems, which we will share throughout these talks, that self-development was viewed completely different than today's trivial times of modernity. Self-development was respected, it was venerated, it was held with reverence. Self-development was that enlightened code of conduct that people adhered to. That was their code and they never ever wavered from it. And if they did, they were 
reflected as a means to learn and grow. We are not 100% sure what has happened because when we look today, the term self-development seems like it used to be a top of a pyramid. Self-development was the capstone, the final piece that was placed upon the top of the pyramid. But something happened and that capstone fell to the bottom and it became forgotten. And as time progressed, it's trickled down. We've attended to it very, very slightly. Nevertheless, it's transformed into the popular narratives, perspective, or term as self-help. And self-help is a self-developmental concept. But what it means, what it says, is that self-development should only be attended to when an individual is subjected to an environment of danger hence the need for help. This, to us, is a problem in the modern world because one of the, and if not the most important thing in our lives is put in the forgotten corner and becoming to be filled with cobwebs, only to be of use when we need it. And so, an adequate and elaborate definition of self-development is needed more than ever, and more so, self-development is needed to be placed upon its proper throne once again. And so the words liberate will do, will plan to do exactly, exactly that. And so we pose the question, what is self-development? Let's first take away the word self and just acknowledge development. Development is synonymous with evolution, it is growth. It's innate in the human experience. Development is a part of the human condition. We don't even need to really do anything and we will grow, we can heal. An individual can take a blade to one's skin and see immediately the wound that takes place in the spot in which the knife cut. And without even doing anything, the wound heals itself. Your body heals itself. Or we can acknowledge when a, when a living organism is born, they, are, they come into existence one size. And if their body functions as normal and upon receiving the necessary health requirements, they grow to full size over time. This is a perfect indicator, a perfect example of natural growth, involuntary development. Evolution in which the individual didn't even need to do anything and it happened. That's a very, that's a phenomenal thing to realize that we are developing naturally as time progresses, so do we. We can also notice that our minds develop, our emotions develop as time progresses. It's a part of the human condition. And so from this, we can see all living organisms are already developing. And so everyone already has a relationship 
with their development. Now, when we take the word self and put it in front of the word development to get self-development, now this the word self shows uniqueness. And so now we are talking about you. We are talking uniquely now about an individual's development. And so this word self, it also brings rise brings forth notions of consciousness, awareness. And so self-development is consciously attending to that involuntary evolution. But if you consciously attend to growth that is involuntary, it's no longer involuntary. It's now voluntary. It's now conscious growth. And so this is self-development. Self-development is the conscious attending to to your growth, your evolution. And so what happens when you do this? Now you become the the, uh, dictator, the director of your developmental fate. Your life becomes a product not of what you are exposed to, not of your upbringing, of your parenting, or of some genetic predisposition. It becomes a product of your decisions. Your life becomes a product of what you want. Your life becomes a product of what? Of your intentions, your attention, and your overall perspective and goals. And so this is you taking accountability for your life. This is you subjecting yourself to an environment to grow, to take control. But what are we really attending to? What are we really, what are we working on? What are we really trying to improve and or cultivate? <laughs> well, your life is, is nothing more than just a product of your mental state, your emotional state, and the state of your physical body. And so we are consciously attending to the growth of our physical bodies, ensuring that our bodies are healthy. We are consciously attending to our mental faculties, our mind, our ways of thinking. And we are consciously attending to the relationship we have with our emotions. Are we being moved away by emotions? Are we being, car- are we being carried away by emotions? Are we becoming emotionally unstable? Are our emotions aiding us? Are we in touch with our emotions or are we cold, detached and like stone? And so self-development is the conscious attending to of our mental state, our emotional state and our physical bodies. And we are ensuring that they are healthy. And so this is now the how. How do we attend to and maintain our self-development? We ensure that our mind, bodies and emotions are healthy. Your mind, bodies, and emotions, these are the trinity to self-development. These three pillars give rise to how you function in life, how you operate, how you think, how you feel, how you treat your career, your perspective, how you treat your children, your parents, your siblings, your partner, how you react to what other people say, how you react to what you do, every single thing you do is influenced by the mind, body, and emotions. And so by ensuring the health of the mind, bodies, and emotions, you're ensuring the quality of every single thing you do. From every thought you have, 
from every conversation you have, every act you perform, and everything you do not do. The mind, bodies, and the emotions are of the utmost importance here. That's what self-development is, ensuring the health of the mind, bodies, and emotions. And so how do you do it? You create an environment for growth. The how is you creating that environment, that womb, that matrix. And so by doing that, you are ensuring the health of your nature, of your life, and of everything you do. And so it gives rise to the notion of Carl Jung's idea of world peace being a product of individual enlightenment. And note, he said, enlightenment is not, does not occur by some random beam of light. It occurs by you becoming aware of your deepest, darkest insecurities. Hence the notion of merging the conscious with the unconscious. And so enlightenment is really self-development. Enlightenment is know thyself. And self-development is know thyself. We are undergoing the trials and tribulations of life as a means to learn, extract insight, apply it to ourselves, learn and grow so we can obtain and become the good. That's what enlightenment is. And so if world peace is a product of individual enlightenment, acknowledging the explanation of what enlightenment actually is being self-development then world peace is a product of self-development because the way in which we treat the world is a product of how we treat ourselves and so now we find a potential solution not just to our individual problems but to our worldly problems and so how do you create a better world you engage in your self-development how do you improve your relationship with your partner? You engage in your self-development. How do you improve the quality of your life? You ensure the health of your mind, bodies, and emotions. You engage in self-development. How do you become a better father, a better mother, a better sibling, a better child, a better son, a better daughter, a better professor, a better teacher, a better doctor, a better lift driver, a better chef, a better artist, a better musician, a better gardener, a better lawyer, a better psychologist, a better therapist, a better police officer, a better writer. You engage in your self-development. You ensure that your mind, body, and emotions are aiding you, are healthy. Your thinking patterns are healthy. Your relationship with your emotions, you're in touch with them. You're aware of them. And your body is healthy. You're able to move. You have a functional, mobile body. And so, if we take self-development, a lack of self-development, and look at it on an individual level. So say, we have a group, and no one's working on themselves. More so, no one is attending to their self-development. Now you take that and apply that globally. What do you get? Chaos. And so how do you bring that order from that chaos? You look within and seek and find the good and adapt and emulate the good. You become the good. That's what happens when you know thyself. And then from there, you maintain the health of what you have achieved. 
And so now we can understand the notion of liberation of the masses or of create a better world. You create a better world, you contribute to the creation of a better world by engaging in your self-development. And everything said thus far, this is just a product of self-development. Why do we do self-development? Why should you do it? Answering the last question. Why should we engage in our self-development? The why is always the toughest type of question. But truth is always simple in nature. It's always the essence of a thing that explains it the best, which is probably why Albert Einstein said, if you can't explain it to a six-year-old, then you don't know it that well yourself. And so, why should you engage in your self-development? Well, it seems as if all living organisms have a basic motive to survive. And it seems like we are in innately wired to survive. When you walk into a room and the smell is horrible, you immediately take your thumb and your pointer finger and you, you close your nostrils. Why do you do that? It's instinctual. You don't think about doing that. Maybe you take your hand and you put it up to your nose to block to block your, anything from entering your nasal cavities. You take both of your hands and you cover your nose. Why do we do that? We don't think about it. We, we, we don't say, hey, I need to do this real quick. It's innate. You do this because as an instinctual response to ensure that harmful pathogens don't travel up your nasal cavities, get to your brain and bring forth harm. It's the same exact thing when music or, or something is too loud those pulsating vibrational frequencies. You can feel them hurting your eardrum and so you cover up your ear to ensure that your eardrums aren't further harmed. You don't think about this, you just do this. Is it not the same thing when you touch something too hot or too cold? You move away your hand quickly. It seems as if we have instinctual, innate safety mechanisms to ensure that we keep surviving, that we keep living. It's the same thing when you eat something that tastes horrible, you immediately spit it out. Again, your body is reacting to what it thinks is a harmful substance. And so to ensure that this substance does not, you do not digest this substance, you immediately spit it out. It goes back to the very beginning when we spoke about the cut. The body heals itself naturally. So we can see first that we develop naturally without even trying. We adapt. And then here we have these instinctual response mechanisms to ensure our safety. You see, we are innately wired to survive. What is surviving? What does it mean to survive? If we have innate instinctual response mechanisms to ensure that we continue to live, what is this? What does this mean? We are innately wired to live to survive. And living, surviving, 
is growing. So why should you engage in your self-development? Because on a fundamental, on a base level, it's your purpose as a human being. And so by you engaging in your self-development, you are fulfilling your purpose as a human being. Now everyone can have their own purpose. People can have different purposes. Someone can be a cop because they want to help bring law and order to the world. That's their contribution. Someone can be a chef to feed the world, a professor, a parent, whatever it may be. Everyone has their own purpose, yes, but fundamentally, from first principles, we all have the same purpose, which is to pursue and maintain our development. And now the ramifications of this are profound because now we see how we're all connected. How we're all on this earth. That's one universal similarity. Really think about that. That applies not just to every single human being on this planet, but to every living organism. Every single living organism on this planet has the purpose to grow. That is our purpose as human beings. And so whoever said that the purpose of life is a mystery, the veil of confusion has now been lifted. And now we have the keys, not just to ourselves, but to the world, not just to our problems, but to the world's problems. And now it poses the question, what are we going to do with it? Again, to reiterate, self-development is... Self-development is improving and cultivating our behavior. And we do this by ensuring the health of our mind, bodies, and emotions. And we should do this because it is our fundamental purpose as human beings. And so you will see by giving your life simple thought, simple reflection, and maybe for some, intense thought, intense reflection. One will see quickly what it looks like to have a healthy body, mind, and emotions. Everybody will be different. But the thing that's the same is that we are all seeking to have a healthy mind, body, and emotions. Self-development, it is everywhere. It's within all of us. We replicate it in our art, in our movies, in our novels, in our stories, in every single thing we do. It's like in Rome, they would say, in Rome, all roads lead to Rome. Well, in your life, all roads lead to your development. Every environment you're exposed to is one to extract insight so you can apply that to your life to learn. Everything you're exposed to is an opportunity to improve the health of your mind, bodies, and or emotions. And so like in Rome, the, the goal is to preserve the empire. It's the same thing with your self-development. You are maintaining and preserving your development. The difference is Rome fell. Rome fell. 
your development cannot fall. The farthest it can fall is below the conscious level. And even there, that's still development, like we spoke about. And so now our lives is just a product of entering that road. And upon entering it, we see that it's always there, it's always been there, and it will always be there. And so this road gives you tools while you're on it. This road of life, our path, there's constantly tools given to us from our experiences, which can be of aid, which we then take back and apply it to ourselves to learn and grow. That is self-development. You are given tools if you have eyes to see, ears to hear, and a willingness to accept. And so, it gives rise to the notion of obtain a sane mind, sound body, and a soft heart. This ancient maxim represents the sane mind, healthy mind, sound body, healthy body, soft heart, healthy relationship with your emotions. You see, this is nothing new. We are doing nothing more than just connecting the dots here. We create and we have discovered absolutely nothing. This ancient maxim embodies self-development. Here we can see the wise sages of antiquity are recommending you to obtain, to be willing to consciously undergo life's trials and tribulations as a means to obtain a sane mind. A sane mind is a strong mind, a balanced mind, healthy thinking patterns, helpful analyzation, critical thinking, a sound body is a functional body, not a dysfunctional body. A sound body is a functional body, a mobile body, a body that can move, a body that is healthy, a body that is strong. It gives rise to the notion that Socrates said, no, no citizen has a right to be an amateur in the matter of physical training. What a disgrace it is to grow old without ever seeing the beauty and strength in which the human body is capable of. Lastly, it says, obtain a soft heart. You see, the heart represents the emotions here, and it must be soft. It must be elastic. This is you having a relationship with your emotions because you are in touch with your emotions. Your emotions are moving through you you are watching them as they move through you, learning about them, having a relationship with them. You do not want a cold heart, a hard heart, a stone heart, because the, the wrath of Mother Nature will cause that stone to erode. It'll break. The second it falls, the heart will shatter. But if your heart is elastic, it constantly absorbs, metaphorically. And so seek to obtain a sane mind, a sound body, and a soft heart. And by doing that, you embody the 
concept of be ye washed and ye shall be clean. Because by executing the appropriate will and discipline, you begin to undergo your own purification process, coming out cleaner than you were before. And you do this by attending, ensuring that your mind is healthy, that your body is healthy, and that you have a healthy relationship with your emotions. And so now we have successfully presented an adequate, elaborate, definition of self-development that has universal applicability that applies to all regardless of creed and doctrine or even absence thereof. 